Welcome back to the Soul Edification Podcast. I'm your host, Mary, helping you awaken to your truth and advance on your spiritual journey. And today with me again is my friend Brian talking about the April transits, the planetary transits, what's going on around us. And I just wanted to note before... I get Brian on here that everything that he said in the March forecast pretty much came true. And it's crazy how accurate everything was and how it unfolded in my life. And I'm sure if you're listening, it probably unfolded in yours in your own unique way. But it's just crazy how we're all collectively in this thing together and how we respond to certain situations can really affect what happens next in our lives. And so I just want you to keep an open mind, an open heart, listen with your heart with what's going on this Aries season. And I hope it prepares you for the month ahead. And so Brian, the floor is yours, my love. Welcome back. Ah, Thank you. Good to be back, my love. I love being amongst everyone's energy here. So Literally bringing it back to what you just said to everyone out there wasn't March a freaking doozy guys. Like when I tell you March for me was one of those where I was like, all right, I got to prepare because there's some things that came up that are things that I thought I addressed in the past, but they came up again. And I'm like, oh, of course, especially with what I mentioned, which was was it Pluto. And then Saturn, oh my God, major transitions. There was actually, this is going to be a quick side note before we dive in. So Pluto is the planet of destruction and rebirth and transformation, right? And it just went into Aquarius, which is the collective, which is humanity, which is the future. There was something I saw in the news where apparently there were immigrants that literally trespassed the border, individuals from Nicaragua. And it got to the point where people literally like, I don't want to say trespass because they have a right to go wherever they want, but they said, we're going in. A lots and lots and lots and lots of immigrants were crossing the border. And what better way to say, you know what? We're going to move past what like humanity is about to step in. Humanity is about to step up to the plate and the people are about to create this transformation. Like that's completely Pluto and Aquarius completely and when i saw that i was like power to the people power to us we're actually taking initiative to create these shifts and when i saw that i mean being that my family were immigrants and they had to cross the border as well i was like no one deserves to go through that and for me to see that i was like exactly make a statement through action that there is the most potent way to see any sort of shifts you can do as much talking as you want online and everything, but it really is action, putting things into action. And that there, oh my God, the things I would have done to actually be there, I would so have been there. Anyways, moving on, guys. So let's talk about April. So April, we're going to see things, I don't want to say smooth out, but they're not going to be as planetary like dense this month as comparison to last month the only thing that is definitely going to be shifting this month is mercury retrograde and i'll talk about that later because i actually had a conversation with my friends about that two days ago so let's talk about what things are shifting let's actually talk about the moons okay so let's talk about the full moon that's going to be coming up on april 6th the full moon is going to be in libra so what is libra Libra is all about balance. It's all about cause and effect. It's about, I don't want to say this word because usually it has a negative connotation, but in a sense, karma. 
habitual patterns that we tend to get into and repeat over and over. Uh, Libra is also relationships, the connections in your life. And also another sort of perspective I want to give everyone, full moons and new moons. Everyone gets so ingrained with, oh my God, the moons, I have to release with this one and with the new moon, oh, I should really do this. Look, with anything and everything in life, it is all about intention. Who is to say that a full moon is just for releasing? A full moon, because it's so bright, why don't you welcome in new beginnings with that as well? Okay? If, if it's a new moon, why does it have to be always a new beginning? Why can't a new moon, since it is covered and you don't see the new moon, why can't that be the releasing period? Why can't that be the period where you technically work on your shadows? You know, So hold your intentions to whichever way you want. Please make sure that you don't have to be so strict or firm with how things are perceived with the moons. I think the general norm is full moons are releasing, new moons are welcoming beginnings, new manifestations. But again, go with what your gut tells you. But for this case, I'm just going to go with the norm of what everyone speaks is, which is releasing. So with the full moon coming up in Libra, look to the people around you, look to the relationships around you, the romantic ones, the platonic ones, look to how, since we are talking about cause and effect, look to how you're giving too much power to the people around you to the point where now you're noticing that maybe you're being too energetically drained. Maybe you're noticing that you're going back and falling back into these patterns. Also looking right now, since you are creating a balance, seeing who needs to go and who is, who's willing to stay, okay? So the first thing I heard was revelations, and the revelations is in the realms of like, of course, look to the people around you, but see how you've grown, uh, especially right now with the transits that happened in, in March. It's time to grow up. It really is. And this full moon is going to show you like, how are you going to nurture the relationships that have been there with you? that have grown with you, that have nurtured you? And what relationships have you noticed that are like, you know what, I see that they mean no harm, or maybe they do, you know, maybe you're dealing with some toxic people, like intentionally toxic people, or maybe you're just dealing with friends or family members that you're like, you know what, I know they mean well, and I love them, and I know they love me, but it's time to, you know, shift something. So whether that's creating distance, or first having that conversation, and then creating that distance, or you know, speaking things through how things should change or anything in whichever way that's in resonance with you, seeing how that could, um, you know, shift for you. Of course, not just in your benefit, but in benefit for them as well, because in helping yourself, you help others as well. Since this is the scales, scales is also about creating balance. So right now, how are you balancing the spiritual and the physical? How are you balancing, you know, the mental and the emotional? Look to right now how you are able to create a polarity between both. So like for me, right now I'm seeing things pick up a lot in my life and I'm noticing that the physical realm is starting to get super busy where now I'm not sleeping enough. I'm getting so exhausted and I'm I'm a cancer. I'm a cancer Venus and Mercury and a cancer sun. So like energetically, I need to rest. I need to like flow with life. If there's too much action, I burn out. I already know that for me, I need to start creating a balance between the physical and the spiritual or the physical and, you know, just rest in general. So looking to how you can keep yourself at that equilibrium. Okay. Now I want to say we have Venus and Taurus right now. Oh my God. Some of you guys have been probably right now in March moving into now, you guys have been feeling a little bit more like either abundant 
or you're like, you know what, I need to make more money or how can I make more money? Or you're noticing new clients come in or anything of the sort, Venus, and or you're probably feeling more sensual. So maybe you're like, oh, I want to kind of spend a little more. I want to treat myself a little more. Uh, Taurus is the senses. So maybe you've been spending too much on takeout, maybe ordering too much food, or just you're cooking more food that really ties to your senses. And you're like, oof, this feels good. I've never tried these flavors, you know? So there's one way. But now Venus, Venus is about to go into Gemini on the 11th of April. So it should be the 10th back in the States. Again, I'm in Australia time. So if I ever say a date, just go back one day if you're in the States. So this would be the 10th for everyone in the States. And so what's Venus in Gemini? Venus in Gemini is, it's witty. It likes to be witty. It likes to just, you know, try new things. Being that it's Venus, of course, the planet of love, relationships, sensuality, beauty. And with Gemini, Gemini is inquisitive. Gemini likes to be witty, likes to meet new people, likes to socialize, likes to communicate. So for some of you with Venus and Gemini, you could be interacting more with people. You could be feeling this urge to go out and socialize a little bit more. Maybe some of you guys are doing more networking events or you're networking with more people online. Gemini energy is ruled by the third house. So this is social media. So you're noticing that people with on social media are in resonance with you a lot more. Are you noticing that people are reaching out to you more on social media? Are you connecting with more people on social media? Another thing that I will say is Gemini is ruled by the twins, which is the third house, which is uh, your siblings. So you're probably tending more to your siblings, connecting more with your siblings, wanting to connect more with your siblings. If not connecting more on a deeper level, you're getting revelations that you haven't had with your siblings in a while, that maybe there's been a gray area that now you're getting clarity on. With Venus also being there, I will say that some of you, since Venus is your creativity and Gemini is very curious, some of you guys want to try new creative things, you know, and creativity isn't just creating art or painting. Some of you guys maybe are feeling curious to try new creative projects so or creative expression. So maybe you want to dance. Maybe you want to take a cooking class. Maybe you're kind of like, you know what, I want to learn how to redecorate my room how do color schemes work what furniture should go there you know getting that curiosity to try a new creative expression or how to challenge yourself creatively Venus and Gemini I will say for those of you in a connection uh, and you're just like either in the beginnings of it or you're noticing things are a little bit stumbly Venus and Gemini can lead to individuals kind of being more curious to try new connections so you can take that as a warning or you can take that as if you're single, this is the time to kind of go out and meet new lovers, new people, date. This is definitely the time to date. Let me tell you that, especially as I mentioned over social media. So if you want to get on the apps, this is the time to do it. This kind of incorporates with Taurus energy too. Taurus energy is kind of like laying the foundation for how you want to make money, how you want to go about doing that. It's kind of like grounding that idea into reality. But then that Gemini energy is like, all right, how can we express this outwardly now? How can we kind of just find new ways to do it? So like for some of you, it could be like, I'm going to use myself as an example. So kind of how transitioning for me is like, maybe I used to do social media as just online sessions, right? But now I'm curious and I kind of want to do in-person sessions, that type of energy where you're like, I want to be creative with the way on how I make money as well, okay? And being curious to see how you can expand on that as well. I did skip over one, which I apologize. 
We have Mercury also going into Taurus on the 4th out here in Australia, so the 3rd out there in the States. And what's Mercury? Mercury is communication, your mental realm, how you think, your thoughts, your habitual patterns when it comes to the mental realm. And Taurus. Taurus is sensual, it's nurturing, it's grounded, it is fixed. The senses, your sensuality, as I mentioned. So now, Mercury and Taurus. Y'all need to make sure you're not being stubborn this month, all right? Guys, if if someone tries to come at you, don't be trying to come at them like, okay, but it's my way. Okay, but it should be this way. Look, Mercury in Taurus tends to be a little bit fixed in the way you perceive things, the way you see things, the way you think things through. So making sure that you're not over here sticking to only your way, you know, be open to seeing other perceptions. Mercury and Taurus, though, can give you the ability to have a more grounded mindset. So whereas Mercury and Aries was very like, ooh, jumping the gun and wanting to do things, Mercury and Taurus is like, all right, okay, how can I ground this thought process? Instead of, you know, jumping the gun, being in the clouds, how can I ground my mindset now? Uh, So for some of you, It could be like listening to frequencies. It could be listening to guided meditations more. It could be listening to music, especially because Taurus is the senses. So some of you guys wanting to listen to music that ties in really much with your senses. So as I mentioned, it could be like sound healing frequencies. It could be drumming. It could be shamanic frequencies or shamanic drumming. So really tying to the senses and seeing how you could do that and kind of ground that sense of wanting to purge out and go out in the world, but now like, all right, I need to take a step back and, you know, just chill out a bit. Mercury and Taurus could also be like, because it does rule the senses and it rules also spending. I'm not saying you will spend, but because it is the mental realm, you could be online shopping and like, you know what, this would look good on me. You know, visualizing the sensual pleasures, if that makes sense. Visualizing how that would tie in with your senses. But again, it could lead to overspending if you don't hold yourself grounded mentally with that Taurian energy. So just take note of that, okay? So for this new moon that's coming up, we have another new moon coming up. And it's going to be on the 20th of April, so the 19th of April back in the States. And this is again going to be in Aries. We have a lot of new energy coming in, guys. We just had a recently new moon in Aries, and now we're having another new moon in Aries. Like, But because it's coming after the full moon in Libra, this is really about your social circles, okay? This is about how you're going to go about approaching your social circles. This is about how you're going to approach the people around you, the perceptions you have about people, the perceptions you feel like others have of you as well, because at the end of the day, that shouldn't matter. But that's something that we're moving through as well. But because we have this new moon in Aries, and literally that day, the sun also goes into Taurus. So this also incorporates the energies of abundance, okay? We're going into Taurian season, and I love Taurus season. Taurus season, I just feel so open and willing. Like, I feel like a hustler, you know? I don't know if that's the right term, but I'm like, yo, I need a hustle. It's time to grind. Some of you could be feeling more money mindset. You're kind of like your money mindset is starting to shift. Some of you guys are like, yo, I I really want to make this cash. It's kind of like that Venus in Taurus energy, which we're just going through. But sun in Taurus is like, I really want to keep this long term now. Okay. Venus and Taurus gave you a glimpse as to what you want to call in. Sun and Taurus is like, ooh, okay. I need to like really, really see how I'm going to ground this into reality and see how I'm going to really take action on this. And then knowing that it's going to take a little bit of time, 
Taurus actually relates to the, to the Empress card in tarot. And Taurus also resonates with the concepts of Mother Gaia and planet Earth. So when Taurus season comes in, this is also about how you're going to connect to nature. Some of you could be feeling urges to go out and hike. You're kind of like, oh, I kind of want to travel to like the beaches. I want to travel here to the mountains to go hiking. I want to go snowboarding. Regardless, there's a more of an urge to connect with, again, the senses, right? So you want to connect with bodies of water, the ocean. You want to connect with wind. So you start hiking up to the highest mountain and feeling that wind on your face. This is earth, so hiking in the forest and being more so immersed in that greenery. And then with fire, maybe some of you guys are like, I want to see sunsets a lot more. I want to see sunrises a lot more, connecting with that concept of fire as well. Let us move into Mercury stationing retrograde. Okay, guys, this is something I want to talk about too, which is what I spoke of earlier. For those of you just starting out your journey, or for those of you who are in the midst of your journey, or even if you have this mindset, I want to really bring to your attention when Mercury goes in retrograde. These are energies that are around us, okay? So they do happen, right? It's like human nature. Human nature is getting mad. You know, everyone's always like, tie it back to yourself and meditate and like avoid getting, what the heck? Don't tell me to avoid getting angry and crying. That is not the way to do anything because that leads to suppression. And what does suppression lead to? It leads to an overbuilding of emotions. The emotions are more fed even more. So if you want to suppress anger, anger one day will come out as rage. So it also develops into, I don't know if I said this, but illnesses and physical ailments. Same thing with human nature. As I said, it just expresses itself how it does. It's just, it is, it is what it is, right? It just comes out. You're not going to tell me that if this guy cuts you off or this person cuts you off, your initial thought isn't going to be to get irritated or frustrated, right? Human nature, it just happens. Same thing with Mercury retrograde. It's nature. It's going to happen. There might be some fluctuations in your technology. There might be um, fluctuations in your car. So you start noticing that your battery dies out or your car all of a sudden starts malfunctioning or you get a flat tire or you're getting late to work. If you drive often, your commutes If you do travel plans, you're noticing that your flight gets delayed or it gets canceled, anything of that sort. Also miscommunication with individuals around you. So you're noticing that, oh, they took what I said out of context for some reason and now we're not talking. Or you say something on social media and people are like, oh, I didn't appreciate that you said that, but that wasn't your intention. Again, that's Mercury retrograde, but here's the but I want to bring up with you guys. I don't want you guys to be getting in that state where it's like, oh my God, guys, it's Mercury retrograde. Make sure you're doing this and make sure you're doing that. Of course, be cautious. No worries, but don't feed into the energy of Mercury retrograde. Okay. Live your life, bro. Live your life. If stuff comes up, it's because it had to come up. If your car got a flat, maybe it had to happen because your tire was already losing so much air. Maybe your car lost battery because it needs to get a new battery. All right. Instead of seeing things as Mercury retrograde as something fearful, as like, oh my God, I should be scared of it. I already know X's are going to come back then. So be it, right? That's more so not a test, but an opportunity for growth for you. Are you going to take that as an opportunity for you to communicate with this person? Or is that going to be an opportunity for you to mend things with this person? Or just be like, you know what? I'm strong enough mentally now to not associate with myself with you anymore. Mercury retrograde always, always seen as negative. Don't see it as negative. See it as opportunities for you to really see what hasn't been addressed, uh, whether that's within you or the people around you. But at the same time, also within you, 
Don't add it to Mercury retrograde. Don't add to being scared or being fearful. No, what the heck? Live out your life. Book that plane ticket. Do it. What, what, what's stopping you from that? And this is just an example. Say you do book that plane ticket, right? And then your flight gets canceled or delayed. Okay, why instead of seeing it as like, oh my God, I was supposed to be there and now all of a sudden my plans are going to shift. You don't know if you did leave that same day at that time, maybe in that timeline, you were not going to get picked up by your Uber at the airport. Maybe whoever picked you up, there was going to be an accident out of nowhere. And now Mercury Retrograde said, no, 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 no. We need you to stop and reschedule this. Or if not, maybe you have a tendency to overfixate on negative circumstances. And now Mercury retrograde is saying, okay, we're giving you an opportunity for you not to fixate on this. And instead let's focus on the mind. Again, there's a reason Mercury goes in retrograde because there's a need for attention in your mental realm as to how you perceive these things happening that are mercurial in energy. Okay. So don't over fixate on things, go with the flow, book that plane ticket, drive wherever you got to do, have those talks, communicate, etc. If anything does come up, how can you see that as an opportunity rather than as something that like, oh my God, I can't believe this happened. Of course, feel what you got to feel. If you got to get pissed off and, you know, have a little cuss word, do what you got to do. It's true. Sometimes when someone cuts me off and I almost hit them, I'm not going to lie. A little cuss word comes out. Shoot. The heck I almost run into you and I, I almost had to pay for that. Hail to the no. <laughs> so feel what you got to feel, but don't dwell on that. Okay. And on top of this, I do want to mention this solar eclipse that's about to happen in Aries. You guys, we just went through a new moon in Aries, in Aries season, and we're now about to go through an eclipse in Aries. Like, how pivotal is this? Like, yes, we had also, of course, the transits that happened with Saturn and Pluto, both transiting, and those are big ones. Those are like, for sure, the highlights of the year. But definitely the eclipses. Eclipses are all about drastic change and like things that you were not expecting. Okay. That being said, this one is going to be in Aries. So this is all about finding your sense of independence. Okay. This is also going to vary a lot depending on where you have this in your chart. Right. So like for me, it's going to be in my first house. So mine could be almost literally anything like the first house rules. Your body, your consciousness, your ego, literally it's you, your life, right? But like, let's say, for example, if you are, you're a Libra rising, so Aries would be in your seventh house. So then that means that for you, it would be drastic change and dramatic shifts in finding your independence in relationships, okay? So it's going to be different for everyone. And this is going to be especially potent if you have Aries placements, if you have Aries placements of sun, moon, or rising. For those of you who have an Aries rising or an Aries moon, My only advice to you is please make sure you're keeping an eye out for your health because usually around this time, especially with Aries, Aries is like the first zodiac sign. So think of it, the sign as like a baby. So this is in turn relating to your body. So making sure that you're not allowing your anger to be suppressed, not allowing your anger to be overly stimulated. Make sure you're channeling that energy and activities that For example, if you want to do boxing, if you want to run, if you want to do weightlifting, do something to channel that energy safely and don't just go out bursting on anyone or anything. This is going to be good shifts, guys. So for last year, it was in the Taurus and Scorpio axis. So that was all about finding the value in yourself, what you place value on, the relationships you place value on. And essentially, this could also relate yet last year was also could have been around finances, could have been around money, it could have been around because it wasn't a Scorpio axis as well. 
Maybe there were some losses last year that you had to really learn to move through that energy. I know for me, like already during this Taurus and Scorpio axis, I lost two of my puppies. And for me, loss is very heavy. Trust me, as spiritual, quote unquote, spiritual that I am, loss isn't easy. And they say, surrender, let go. They're always protecting you. They're guiding you. Like, yeah, bro, I get it. (laughs) But like this had to show me how to surrender, let go and believe that everything will be okay. The thing is with my dogs, I can get kind of very like dark because I'm like, I could have done better. I could have done this. But again, that's Scorpio like energy. That's obsessive. That's psyche, right? So my psyche was overly obsessive or a fixated mindset. And Taurus and Scorpio are fixed signs. Whereas right now, Aries and Libra axis are cardinal. Cardinal is all about taking action, building momentum, being a leader in your life. So as I mentioned right now with you, Aries placements, time to step it up, y'all. Like you got this. It's time to stop with the, I don't know. I just, I feel like I'm not worthy. This influencer, this person has like 80,000 followers and like they're making so much money. Who am I with like 25 followers? You need to cut the crap and you need to go put that out there. Okay. I don't mean to be rude to any of y'all, but look, you need to see the potential that you have in yourself. And this isn't just for Aries placements. This is for everyone. Okay. Step it up. Wherever this is in your life, you need to step it up. Or Aries, this these eclipses are going to slap you in the butt cheeks and they're going to make you find your power. If you've been pondering about a business idea, if you've been pondering about, you know, actually telling the person that you like them, if you've been pondering about applying for this job or moving out or telling your family something that you haven't told them about, even if that's your opinions, whatever it is, do it. I invite you to do it. Okay. Of course, reflect. Don't just go out and be Aries energy and burst out out of nowhere and be very like, very fiery, very much like imposing your beliefs. Say what you have to say in a calm demeanor, a tone that's very assertive, but not aggressive. So that is for the eclipse. Please keep an eye out for anything and everything that comes out that way. Um, You guys do have my details for Instagram. So if you guys have any questions, definitely shoot up in the DMs and I'll be there. But on that note, happy eclipse season, y'all. You got this. Remember that. What I am going to do is I'm just going to do some very quick collective card pull to see what other things could be coming up or things that spirit wants to bring up at this time. And this is completely card based. So this isn't astrology based. This is just whatever I see that comes up through these cards. Okay. Everyone take a moment since I don't want to impose on your energy. If you're open to receiving this reading, just say you're open to receiving either out loud or in your head. And if you're not, you can just click out right now because after this, that shall be the end already. Okay. I'm seeing here that for some of you, you're getting a lot more organized and you're becoming more responsible, either responsible with your finances and, or if not, you're being more responsible with how you want to make income. So here we have the Knight of Pentacles, and this is telling me that energy is moving slow, but regardless, this is telling me that you're on a journey. You're on a journey and you're trusting that although it's slow, although business is slow, although views, although likes, although saves, although the algorithm is slow, if you're someone that's online, you're knowing and you're trusting that you're taking necessary action to get yourself up there. Okay, this is a journey and you know that you've been on this journey. And so you're noticing that right now there is progression. It's slow progression, but regardless, it's happening. And I'm seeing this happening for you guys. And I just want to congratulate you because you're doing it. 
Okay, for those of you who have been struggling with money or getting or picking up your career or finances in whatever way that is, this is telling me that things are slowly starting to pick up for you this month. Be patient, okay? Here with the labyrinth, this is telling me that this is a journey, that there will be some dead ends and there will be some turnarounds. This is also showing me here what I'm seeing with the image, knowing that this is a journey for you to take it easy. Don't try to run through the maze. Don't get scared if you get lost in this maze. Trust. This is a progression for you to get more organized, get responsible with yourself, get responsible with your finances, and knowing that you are supported at this time. Okay, so I just heard a door close, and I have some flatmates here that are doing some other things here, so that usually doesn't happen. The fact that the door opened and closed, that is telling me that new doors are opening for most or some of you. You're going to start noticing that these doors are going to start slowly opening. So whether this is business opportunities, this is connections, there are new opportunities coming in for you. And I pulled a card and I had the Ten of Swords. So this is telling me that there are endings here. There are endings this month and there's a new profound sense of freedom coming in, whether that's a freedom in your relationships, a freedom as in maybe financial freedom. You're getting more clarity over how you want to make financial freedom. You're getting more clarity as to how you're freeing yourself from toxic cycles and or toxic friendships or things that just aren't in alignment with you. You're building a higher resilience within yourself. You're noticing the luxury that you embody. You're noticing the independence that you have to really co-create and call in call to action what you want to bring in. So whether that is abundance or, you know, as I mentioned, all these other things, relationships, etc. You're having more compassion with yourself, more love for yourself, and you're taking action on this. You're having more motivation to pursue this with more energy, knowing that the quote-unquote impossible is possible, okay? So if you've been wondering, when are things going to shift? When are things going to go? I definitely feel like spirits confirming that there are some endings and new beginnings happening this month for you. Okay. So we have dice and we have the eight of wands. Some of you guys are going to be taking risks. Okay. Uh, some of you guys are noticing like, okay, you know what? I kind of just want to dabble in this a little bit because why not? But interestingly enough, this dice card has the number 19 on it. What's one plus nine? 10. Did we not just pull the 10 of swords? So Tens represent one plus zero is one. One is new beginnings, new beginnings. So some of you guys here, you're coming into your sense of, as I mentioned, your independence. You're stepping into your masculine energy. Ones represent masculine energy. So you're taking action now. Whereas more, you're more receptive. You're more calming. You're more going with the flow before. Now you're like, all right, I need to take action on this. And funny enough, we are stepping into Taurus season, right? So some of you guys, you're being called to action now. And it's interesting enough, we have the Eight of Wands. And Eight of Wands is about quick movement, quick action, speed, activity happening, multitasking, right? Here with Dice and Eight of Wands, you're taking risks in a sense where you're noticing that your timeline is kind of picking up a little bit, but you're like, you know what? I'm on a roll. Oh my God, literally with the dice, right? You're on a roll. <laughs> Didn't even mean that. You're like, you know what? I think I can handle this. I think I can handle that. So I'm actually seeing some of you also multitasking a lot, actually. Like I do see some of you being like, you know what? I, I, I can manage that, but I can also manage this and do this at the same time, you know? But I will say, because there is a lot of like new energy here, making sure that you're grounding your energy, okay? Eight of Wands can sometimes also relate to being exhausted. So don't over-exhaust yourself. Don't put too much energy in too many places, making sure that you're taking at least one to two days off to yourself where you don't do anything, 
related to business, you know, social media or anything, just go out, ground yourself, treat yourself to a freaking burger or a falafel wrap, and then go ground yourself at the beach, you know, so chill. But I do see here a lot of things picking up for sure. If you've been wanting to collaborate with someone or you've been wanting to like reach out to that person, I see there being a like a risk here as well with that. Eight of Wands, and here what I'm seeing with the dice as well, there's a mirror here. So some of you guys could be taking a little mini short trip. I actually am seeing mountains. So some of you could be wanting to go out hiking a little bit more. So you guys want to go to like Yellowstone. You want to go to like a national park in general to just ground your energy and be with that Taurian energy, that Empress energy. Eight of Wands does represent travel. And so maybe you guys are wanting to travel. You guys are like, I want to go to Bali. Or I want to go to Hawaii. I'm seeing a lot of tropical destinations. So some of you guys being called to action for those as well. So we have the Page of Cups and we have the Moon. All right. We need to make sure that we're not acting on our emotions right off the bat. Okay. I feel like this is going to be an emotional month. I feel like this is one where your your emotions are going to be amplified, right? And not in a negative sense. Emotions can be channeled in a way where they relate to your creativity, right? You're creative. You're wanting to go pursue things because this makes you happy. You're wanting to pursue this because, like, say, for example, it's boxing and you're wanting to do it because maybe you're a frustrated person or the emotion you amplify a lot is maybe anger. And so you're like, you know what? I want to channel this in something that's productive for me. And maybe you take up boxing, right? So emotions can be channeled in a healthy way, but emotions can also be channeled in a way where they get toxic. You go into emotional bursts with the people around you. So you get angry at someone, you yell at someone at a restaurant, you get impatient with someone at a restaurant because your food isn't getting there to you quickly, or you're yelling at your parents, or you're getting into dispute with your parents. For some of you, you tend to, oh my God, I don't know why I got this message, but some of you guys yell, like yell at your pets or you yell at your dogs because they aren't doing what you want to do, you know? So if you're doing that, please ground your energy. If there's one thing dogs don't know, if pets don't know is the emotion of anger. So when you get angry, the first thing they do is they get anxious and they get scared. So making sure that you're not channeling the emotion of anger or frustration with your pets. They don't know that. They only know love. If they do get any anger, it's usually because it's been ingrained based off the people they're raised by. So having more compassion for the pets around you. Although I will say here with the Page of Cups and the Moon, you guys are definitely going to be feeling more highly intuitive. That's something that I am seeing here with the Page of Cups and the Moon. You're going to start noticing that you are getting these psychic insights where you're like, oh, I'm getting a feeling about this person. Uh, I don't know. I'm feeling a little bit iffy about this situation. No, I don't know. I feel like we should cancel, you know, stuff like that. Don't get in your head and be like, oh, I'm overanalyzing it. No, if you already get the nudge right off the bat, follow it. But know that it's coming from an intuitive space and not from a fearful space. Okay, always discern here. For some of you, your spirit guides manifest as huskies or wolves. So taking note to that. And if it is, then this, if you have someone that is a past loved one, I'm sensing like, because here it is the moon, it could be a mother-like energy. It doesn't necessarily have to be a woman. It could be your father as well, or your grandfather or your aunt or uncle. But regardless, that mothering, nurturing energy that shows up through these huskies or through these wolves, these animal totems that come up for you. I'm seeing also a lot of water energy. So with this, some of you guys are being called to go out to water. I feel like for most of you who are listening to this, you really do connect with water bodies of water. So being out with near rivers or lakes or taking baths 
or going to the ocean, or you connect with the concepts of like sirens, anything of the sort, collecting shells. One thing I am being invited to tell you is don't get caught up in what you don't know. Okay. All right. Trust. The moon is all about things that are hidden, but it's about trusting your intuition and knowing that what will be revealed to you will be revealed to you in divine time. The fact that we have the moon here as well, I spoke on the full moon in Libra. This is telling me that this full moon in Libra is going to really shift the relationships in your life. I keep having to talk about that, but I do feel like relationships for most of you are going to shift a lot this month. So take note of that. And they don't have to be in a bad way. You know, maybe now you just have more firm boundaries with your friends. Or maybe now this could also be like you're wanting to go out and be more with friends, whereas before you weren't because you weren't as social. But regardless, I do see here with the full moon in Libra that for most of you, you listening to this, this is going to be a shift in your relationship dynamic. And this also can be with people at work or your coworker space or your bosses as well. Wow, we have the dreamer. So this is my full card. So this is telling me trust in the universe, trust in your spirit guides, trust in your higher self. Take that leap of faith at this time. Okay, whatever is nudging you, whatever you're being called to do, trust yourself and do it. Trust yourself and go for it. You don't know where it's going to get you, right? If you're already assuming it's going to be a bad thing, uh, I'm sorry, but it's a self-fulfilling prophecy and you're going to quantum energetically manifest that for yourself. Why don't you go in with the mindset of like, dude, I don't know where this is going to go, but regardless, it's going to get me into the next chapter in my life. However way that manifests, if it's success, great. If it isn't, boom, I'm going to grow from this and I'm going to learn something that I had to learn to take me to the next step in my life. Keep believing keep trusting. And it's interesting, we have the Ten of Swords, which is endings, and the Dreamer, which is beginnings. Remember how I mentioned earlier with that door? So there is definitely beginnings and endings happening for most of you collectively this month. Trust yourself that you are protected. And again, I'm seeing here with this dogs, for most of you, your dogs are your spirit guides. Your dogs are the ones that tend to you, the ones that are watching you. For some of you, these are your ancestors that came into this lifetime to show you the route, to show you the way, to show you that love that maybe you didn't receive when they were alive. And so now they're showing up to be that sense of a companion, of friendship, of having that stable ground in nature because dogs are so grounded, right? They're just having a blast, living life, going and chewing up that couch or that chew toy, and they're just living life, right? So they're just reflecting that back to you right now. So pay attention to, if you have pets, specifically if you're a dog owner, pay attention to your dogs because I do feel like they did come in as a spirit guide to love you and cherish you and show you that unconditional love that you wish you had received, that you wish you could grow upon, or maybe that your ancestors would have hoped that you would have received from your parents and or from your grandparents or people before you. Those are all the messages I have for you guys. Thank you. Um, this is this should be interesting. Aries season sounds very mysterious, but adventurous and exciting at the same time. And I totally resonated with everything that you said, just because even me, I've been called to a body of water. The ocean has been calling me. And so I'm actually going somewhere tropical, not Hawaii, although I have been thinking about Hawaii, but Florida <laughs> mid-April. So I'll be at the Gulf for a little bit. That should be nice. And it's funny, my moon sign being Aries, my Mercury being, being in Taurus and my Venus in Gemini as well. 
<laughs> so this should be really interesting for me. And I guess in May, when we catch up again, Brian, we'll just talk about how it was for the both of us this airy season, because it should be interesting. <laughs> oh my God. Yes, please. Be curious to know. Everyone let me know also. Love to hear this. Yeah. Thank you so much again, Brian, for your messages, for your intuition that you graciously bless us every single month. I've gotten so many great feedbacks with you being on, and I just hope that this month is just as good for you as how it sounds like adventurous, fun, grounded, more time with nature, but also exciting all at the same time. So thank you, Brian, for being here with us today. And we will see you next month. Yay. See you guys soon. Bye-bye.